Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, trends, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Well hello Erica, how are you doing this month? I'm doing very good, thank you. How are you doing Sam? I'm pretty good actually, pretty good. I think the weather had been nice (laughs) and it kind of made a difference. We had one beautiful weekend didn't we? Just the one? Yeah, Yeah. just one. (laughs) (laughs) And then Easter came along and it was bit chilly it snowed (laughs) (laughs) yes we got snow as well oh my goodness (laughs) what have you done this month oh do you know what I was trying to list down the things that I've done and I realized actually I've done more than I thought I had okay a great deal um cake related Mm. but yeah that that lovely Easter weekend that we've just had um we went up to my parents and was in the garden <laughs> getting chilly well actually we were cutting a tree down <laughs> so that was actually that was quite fun I really enjoyed that and it was okay. so nice to be outside and it yeah. was do and the kids were cutting trees down and it was fab uh, so we've now just left my parents with a huge mess in their garden <laughs> <laughs> cut it down and walked away <laughs> I did a bit of bread making don't know whether you saw my photo. Or I did that. actually, yeah. Looks nice. It, do you know what? It actually was. It was really nice. I made one a couple of days later and it wasn't so good. don't know what the <laughs> difference was, but that was a, a Paul Hollywood cob loaf. Very nice. Recommend it. I also did make some hot cross buns, which seemed to take forever to make. And in the end, I had to take them up to my parents and borrow their oven because otherwise they were just gonna be sitting in a bowl for Mm. I don't know how long proving and the 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 recipe said uh temperature needed to be up at 220 so really high and uh turned it on on mum's oven she goes it's really fierce I'll turn it down a bit if I were you so I turned it down a little bit 15 minutes later they come out black (laughs) (laughs) why so it's really, really fierce then. Yeah. So we ate the insides of the hot cross buns. Yeah. They were fine. The outside was a bit, yeah, crispy. Yeah. I've designed a trifold leaflet for my business, which I'm oh. really pleased about. Um, it's not my kind of thing, but sat there and had a play around. Uh, my friend sent me a template and I then just kind of went away with it. So I'm really pleased with that. Oh, well done. Oh, I was taking a few photos of my dummy cakes that I'd been making during lockdown. Oh, yeah, I saw them. Yeah, that was in the garden, shuffling barbecues around. And I'd bought myself a, well, I bought myself a backdrop. Yeah. It's a trellis with leaves. You can just get them out of the garden centre. So I was going to use my lovely bamboo that I've got. But my husband cut the bamboo up to spread it along the planter that we've got. Yeah. And now all the leaves have died. So like, that's going to make a great backdrop, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I have my new portable trellis, which I can just put anywhere. Okay. And it looks really nice. And some solar lights. Mm. They're like little, I think they call them firefly lights or something. Yeah. But anyway, I do love those as well. 
so yeah is this with your new phone it is with my new phone the phone that's not gone around the washing machine (laughs) (laughs) i'm not going to live that down what phone did you get i got an iphone 11 and the only reason i went for an iphone i wasn't going to go for an iphone i was going to change but it's the fact that everything is on there you know everything goes into the cloud and i pay 79p a month for additional cloud space yeah and it's trying to transfer everything over and the time and I thought do you know what as much as I do want to change I'm just going to kick stick with the same a I Mm. know what I'm doing and I can go up and running straight away and everything just transfers yeah they do take nice pictures as well don't they yeah I'm quite pleased Oh, good. So, yeah, I will get back outside. I've got a few more that I need to take photos of. Mm. I think you've seen the photo uh, with the big hoop on a stand uh, I got from Bramble Sky. And I need to put some flowers on the hoop. uh, And then once that's done, I can can do some more photos. But I've quite enjoyed actually going out there and creating something out of a small space in the garden. Yeah. That makes it look good. Um, I could do with some more backdrop ideas, <laughs> if anyone's got any. Pinterest. Just keep looking around the garden. <laughs> yeah, well, I keep looking around the garden game. Oh, what can I utilise now? What can I utilise now as a backdrop? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, very cheap backdrops, please, if yeah. anyone's got ideas. That'd be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? Um, well, I've been in a couple of walks around the woods with a couple of different friends. I went and to the Lido last week because that reopened so I've been I saw do you know what I had a feeling that you was going to do that just do you know what I picked the date very well I thought it was going to be freezing and it was the day that it turned out to be 23 degrees so I was almost best I was almost blinded Mm. (laughs) I had to wear my sunglasses it was so bright oh but how lovely though what a day to go it was really lovely um and also I've been trying to model one of my friends in sugar because it's her 50th birthday at the end of this month Oh, yeah. So I've been trying to model her face, which has been quite tricky because I don't actually have good pictures of her. I've got like pictures you have of your friends where you haven't really got a good view of all sides. So I took oh, pictures yes. of her at work, but then she was pulling silly face. She was like, make me look thin and like sucking her cheeks in. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't look like you. Your face shape's gone all weird. So um, I took some very surreptitious screenshots while we were on Teams of her so, so I've been working from them. <laughs> oh god! I did, I've done two so far. The first one I did didn't really look like her at all. The second one looks better, uh-huh. but it's still quite difficult. Yeah, I think it is really hard to actually capture somebody. I think it's harder to do someone you know because you've got an yeah. idea of what they look like, and that's not necessarily what you're seeing in the picture. Yes. So yes. I'm I'm struggling with that, but it's getting there. Oh. Oh, but oh, can't wait to see mm, it. Brilliant. Yeah. What else have you done? No, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that is literally it. There's not been much this month. Yeah, but modelling takes a long time. It's taken me two days. Especially. I mean, it's not taken most of the month. I've done two sort of a few hour sessions. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite nice now that we can meet with six mm. people outside. That's a, that's actually, that's one thing that I did yesterday. I uh, met with five people in my garden. Nice. Um, it was freezing. I supplied mm. blankets and uh, we had the canopy up and we had um, my, I've got a fire pit. <laughs> we had that going oh. as well. It was only two o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> but it was, 
I think there's that everyone's so keen to see people. Yeah, it's like we're just going anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, people need to see people. Mm. And, um, uh, yeah, so it was fun. Yeah. Oh, and I baked biscuits for them as well. Oh, what a good hostess <laughs> you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I assume they're all still all right. I've not heard from them back since. <laughs> oh gosh so so we've got a few new things haven't we this month but not a huge amount no do you want to start yeah go on then i'll start with with the one the one that we both found Mm. early in in the month i think it was uh was the karen davis macrame mold do you know what i really really like this um you get uh for your 20.99 you get five cords four strands of knots uh, three tassels and three feathers and she's actually done some really nice cakes where she's shown you especially uh, combining some of her other molds but doing some macrame knots and putting them down the front of your cake and it was something that I've been I wanted to do a macrame cake for ages so I may well have to invest in this mold because I think it's just going to make life a lot quicker yeah, and easier. I think it's lovely. So the knots are part of the mould. You don't have to knot it, but it just allows you to place the strands however yeah. you want them, which is a lot more flexible than buying a mould that's just one design. I think it's really good. Yeah, I think it's very versatile mm. and there's a lot you can do with it. So you could use it as a kind of a rope that goes round, you know, you don't even have to use it as macrame. No, and they've done dream catches with you know. it and all that sort of thing. So there's a lot yes. you can do. I really like that one. I do love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one of the one of the nicest molds I've seen for for a mm. while, I think. Um, so yeah, so you can get that straight from her website, I think. Yeah, it's Karen Davies Sugarcraft.co.uk, and um, yeah, the mold's twenty ninety nine. So we like mm. that. Do you want to do one? Okay. Um, the Karen Portelaya oil paints that we mentioned last month are now out from Sugarin or Sugarin. They're on sugarinuk.com. And these are edible oil paints. They work on just about every surface without beading. It says including fondant, chocolate, modelling chocolate, royal icing, pastelage, pie crust, edible clay, even wafer paper. Wow. Um, you can even use them to tint batter, dough and melted chocolate, modelling chocolate and more. So they've got a set of eight colours which you can buy for £48 or you can buy those eight colours individually for £6.50. They're in 35 gram tubes. Um, it's kind of primary colours, black and white. Maybe, maybe primary and secondary colours and black and white, I think. Because that's eight, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, they've also got an, a paint glaze for £10.70. And they've got some diluters. They've got a fast and a slow diluter. Both 100ml and both £8.70 each as well. Okay. Well, we were saying they're quite large, aren't they? They do look quite large. And you wouldn't need an awful lot either, so... I think if you got them, you wouldn't really need to rebuy them anytime soon. No, no. I'd be interested to see how they work, actually. Mm, yeah. It's not It's not my thing, is painting, but I like the no, sound it's of not, these. but they look nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your next one? Oh, my next one. Well, we were talking about, or we are talking about um, competitions this month. And yeah, um, when we recorded, Cake International hadn't released their schedules. Um, but they have now. And actually, mm. it's not easy to find where the schedule is. So they've got no. a virtual one and they've got the real life one in Birmingham. Uh, so was it 25th to 27th of June, I think? 
Yeah. So you need to go onto their website, which is cakeinternational.co.uk. And then in the top right-hand corner, there's three bars, which if you click on, you get a yellow competition section. And when you go into that, what look like adverts are actually the schedule. So you need to tap on uh, the advert. Uh, So the in-life competition at uh, Birmingham NEC, early bird entry is £20, which closes 30th of April, and late entry is £24, closing the end of May, 28th of May. So let me just have a quick, I'll just quickly tell you what there is. Um, Oh, there's a lot. Oh, gosh, there is a lot. Um, it, I would say it's a full cake international schedule is what I would is. say. But there's the usual like cupcakes, pastelage, yep. floral. A wafer paper, wafer paper flowers paper. though. That's yeah. reasonably new. So yeah, so you can have a look on there and it gives you all of the rules as well. So make sure you check that out. Yeah, there's a lot. They've done a letter for each category and they go from A. There's also a double A <laughs> and then B all the way through to Q. So that gives you an yeah. idea of how many. It's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> It's a lot, yeah. Um, and the online, the virtual uh, competition is £20 to enter. Let's have a look at this schedule. It is Well, this goes down to R. So you've got an A and a double A and a double D. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes Blimey. down to, Yeah. <laughs> Not bra sizes. <laughs> it goes all the way down to R. So again, you can see that there's a massive um, a difference. So it'd be interesting to see how many people actually um, go for it. Yeah, because we were saying that obviously none of the international people will be able to enter because they won't be able to come to the country. No. Good year to do it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, particularly the in-person one. But yeah. if you're going through the website and if you click on the show itself, you cannot get to the schedule that way. If you go through that way, it says that it's yet to be released. Yeah. Just to warn you. <laughs> so you need to go through the yellow competition banner. Yeah, yeah. And then click on the advert. Yeah, they the have said something on there about um, COVID uh, safety as well, haven't they? Oh, so... it's just a little badge saying we're COVID secure or COVID approved or whatever it is. Okay. Be interesting to know how that works out. But yeah. So if you want to uh, take part, flip over to cakeinternational.co.uk. You've got something else, Erica? I have two more things. So the Susie Witt podcast has rebranded itself as the Inside Out Entrepreneur. She's now focusing on helping people set up online businesses. So if you're looking to set up online tutorials and online cake school, anything like that, give it a listen because there's loads of great advice and that's what she's focusing on at the moment. And obviously her background is in online cake schools so she knows exactly what she's doing with that yeah but at the moment she's kind of holding off releasing new episodes because she's received a cease and desist from an American company about the title of her podcast so she's not actually able to put out any new ones currently but I I think she'll be back one way or another either with a new name or it will get resolved in the courts yeah but if you want to set up an online school where you're thinking of running online classes or an online membership website give that a listen because there's loads of advice from someone who's done it yeah she's very good at advice isn't she so I hope she gets this cease and desist thing sorted very quickly yeah I think I hope so and I think her legal background will definitely help as well yeah I agree we've also got Blue Door Bakery has a book out so this is Danny Brazier and she's brought out a book called Sweet Treats baking recipes and cake decorating tutorials 
Um, it's around £15 for the paperback and around £35 for the hardback. And it's a collection of recipes and basic cake decorating, sort of her favourite recipes and tutorials. Um, it's aimed more at beginners reading the reviews. So if you're a beginner and you want some tried and tested recipes, then maybe give that a look. Yeah, that sounds quite nice. Be be interesting to see what her recipes are. Hmm. Yes. Well, that's exciting. Mm. <laughs> and, and that's April. <laughs> that, yeah, that's April. Nothing happens. No. <laughs> Everyone sat round, ate eggs, and um, <laughs> there's nothing else to do. <laughs> Right, so this month we are going to be talking about entering competitions and our past experiences and what's coming up. So um, I think, Erica, you've you've done a few, haven't you? I have, yeah. I keep all my certificates. I don't put them up generally. I keep them in a little folder and I found them a couple of days ago, which was actually very handy. So I've actually got all my certificates from all the competitions I've entered. Mine is still filed. Yeah, this was in my filing, along with schedules that go with them and comments cards. So I'm very impressed. I think to enter a competition, it's got to sort of grab me. Yeah. Like I wouldn't do it just for the sake of it. Yeah, know exactly what you mean. So it has to be the right topic. It does really have to grab you, because if you don't, then you've got no inspiration. Yeah. How many have you entered and what have you entered? Oh, God. So some of these are in multiple certificates in the same folder. One. <laughs> I think 10. Wow. Since 2009, though, so that's quite a while. Okay. And most of them have been BSG, like Shieldcraft Guild ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've also done some Cake International, I've done Squire's Kitchen, and I've done Cake and Bake. Oh, okay. So Cake and Bake, I entered probably about five years ago, in around 2015, I reckon. Um, I don't have a certificate for that, because that was just a... That was a very odd one, actually. They made you submit a sketch... So you couldn't just like pay your money and enter and be entered. You had to submit a sketch and then they'd approve you for entering or not. Really? Which was a bit of a concern because my drawings are like that of a small child. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm quite quite close to that as well. (laughs) So there was like lots of scribbles and basically everything was labelled because it didn't look anything like what it was going to look like. It was just, this is my attempt at drawing it. It'll be nothing like it. And I think that I think the theme was mermaids and dragons or something like that, or okay. you know something along those lines. So I did two tier cake, and the bottom tier was sort of mermaid scales that I cut and I airbrushed to be all sort of metallic and shimmery and different colours. Oh yeah. And then the top tier, I did you know Ariel from The Little Mermaid, her yeah. little clamshell bra. Yeah. I did a little top out of clamshells that I had did them as runouts. So I kind of made the little two shells into a little top. And then around the bottom, I had waves and coral and like, you know, bits of seaweed and that sort of thing. Sounds very nice. It, it looked all right, but I didn't get anything. So also they don't grade every entry there. It's just a case of we'll pick a first, second and third and that's it. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. And they seem to be done more on a, oh, this looks nice rather than you've actually used a lot of skills, which is a different way to the most sugar craft competitions work. Mm, yeah, but I guess Cake and Bake is a completely different... Yeah, it's a different audience yeah. really, isn't it? It's not necessarily a sugar craft show, no. it's more of a baking show. Yeah. So yeah, so I didn't get anything for that. I thought it was quite nice. I didn't think I was going to win, but I don't have anything to show for entering and I had to submit a sketch first, which again was a bit strange. Okay. Because I think as well, a lot of people at the time they enter, they don't know exactly what they're going to make. Yeah. 
And then I felt really under pressure to make exactly what I'd sketched. Oh, right. Okay. Rather than adapt it, which I, I probably would have normally done some tweaking on my design. Because the thing is, it's all right sketching it, and which I guess, you know, should be one of your first planning processes. But as you as you make, you find out that things don't always work how you want them to exactly yeah or where you want them to go and that sort of thing so yeah so if you've got to submit that first then you like you said you feel under pressure to be able to achieve that whereas if you're doing it just for yourself prior to making a competition piece you can make the alterations as you go along yeah and I guess that's where if you're doing the sketch it's better to be quite vague and be like flowers rather than specify what flowers they are or how many draw how many you're going to have do you know what I mean yeah yeah okay so what's your favourite piece you've entered? Um, I really liked my Cake International mixed media one. Okay. Because that was something quite different that I've been wanting to sort of experiment with for a while. But shall I go through yeah. the ones I've, I've entered and then we can... Yeah, go on. Well, most of the ones I entered at first were Sugar Flowers because that was what I did at college. I did yeah. the City and Guild. So in 2009, I entered the BSG Region 8 show at Brighton. That was a headdress a floral headdress in the open division. Uh-huh. So they have different divisions in the BSG competitions. They've got open, which is open to anyone who's a member. You've got public, who's open to anyone. You've got masters, which is people who've won three golds in that type in the type of category you're entering. So if you've won three golds of floral work, you can enter masters, floral, that sort of thing. And then you've got novice as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in open and I got a silver and the trophy for that because I was the highest out of all the entries. Oh, well done. Mm, I was quite surprised with that. But yeah, that, I was quite pleased with that. I made a little pastelage hair clip. Yeah. And then wired up the flowers and kind of attached them to that. So it was like a little fascinator that I made. And you were allowed to oh, cool. use... Um, you were allowed to use rib, uh, ribbon and tulle or tool, however you say it. So yeah. I made out of the little mesh tool stuff I made a little fascinator base and then attached it all to that so the clip was on the bottom and then the, the little flower bits were on the top yeah oh cool do you want me to read the comments cards for that one yeah go on then so I've got two judges comments first one says well done a well thought out design your choice of color and variety of shapes went well together the proportion of color and height is good you have demonstrated good taping skills and the other one says quite beautiful very creative the coloring of your Alstroemeria is quite good but try to work the edges of the petals more to give more movement. Berries are nicely glazed, but leaves are a little patchy. Sometimes steaming is better. So it just shows you how closely they look at everything, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think the comments are actually quite useful because they help you get better most of the time and tell you where you're going right and where you're not going right. Next one, I did two in 2011. So I did an example of a cake top and a floral arrangement floral arrangement was a floral arrangement displayed in a non-sugar cup and saucer okay i really liked that one actually for my little teacup i got bronze and for my cake top i got commended Um, the cake top i didn't really understand because i didn't realize that you could put lots of other skills on it at that point because i'd only done floral stuff so i didn't really realize the point of the competition was to show as many skills as possible okay so I didn't realize you were allowed to put like 3d models on it and that sort of thing so I'd gone like super okay flat. <laughs> <laughs> oh and I've got another <laughs> I love that what a surprise <laughs> another one that I've entered from that year another one I've entered in the same competition was a knife spray oh okay so knife spray is something that you tended to get a lot of in BSG competitions but not necessarily anywhere else mm. 
And that was sort of the traditional cake cutting knife used to have a spray attached to the handle and it was basically a knife with a little spray attached to it. I think it's kind of being phased out as a thing now because no one really does them anymore, do they? I don't think so. I think they've kind of, yeah, seen their day at the minute. Fallen out of fashion. Yeah. Yeah. Probably come back though. Yeah, definitely. I don't know what I got for the knife spray. Maybe I got nothing. But the bronze for the floral arrangement and the cake top was the commended. We always get two judges' comments on most of the BSG competitions. Mm -hmm. So I've got a neat piece of work with good surface pattern. Please take a little more time to think at your colour scheme. It could have been improved with a bolder colour for the writing. Well done. A lot of work has been put into making your background. It's really effective and you've done well to have gilded your lettering. The edges of the cutout letters are a little rough. Try rubbing them with your thumb before releasing them. Good effort. Okay. They are constructive. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. And then my floral arrangement in the teacup. I've got lovely roses and leaves, both well-coloured and modelled. Berries are too shiny. Use more dilute glaze or just steam. Display would have been improved if cup had been upturned. Um, good effort. You have some good skills and technique. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Moving on to 2013, so BSU competitions are every two years. This is still another BSU one. Uh, Roy Last Cake Top. So this I loved. I loved this piece. I loved my inspiration for it, and it was completely misunderstood. Right. And this is where I've learnt my biggest lesson. I'd just done that year a machine embroidery workshop. Okay. And really loved it and got a book on the subject as well. I was like, oh, I'm going to do a cake top, and I'm going to do it in machine embroidery style, because I think that would be really nice and unusual, and I could do... Lots of different techniques. So I'd done um, a girl in a dress and I'd run out the dress. Um, I'd piped the girl's outline. So it's a royal ice cake yeah. top. Um, I'd done some run out bunting, piped the designs and pico and piped some borders and then done a little quote. Yeah. And I thought it looked really cute. And the idea was that it could be a little cushion cover or something like that. And they didn't understand that it was meant to be machine embroidery because I hadn't said that anywhere. I just kind of expected they would know and recognise it. Oh, okay. And obviously they didn't. And with machine embroidery, um, it's like free motion. So you kind of get rid of the sewing machine foot and you can go in any direction, yeah. basically. And it's like sketching, but with fabric and okay. thread rather than a pen. But it essentially looks like a pen sketch. So the lines are quite messy. Okay. And you sort of go over the same outline a few times. I'll have to find a little picture and attach some yeah. on our um, Instagram. They didn't understand that. So the problem that I'd had was obviously I needed to drop all these lines in black icing. Yeah. And do like the edges around the bunting, going around a triangle, but drawing around it two or three times in a really fine tube. Like I think I used a zero or double zero. Right. Okay. But trying to do that so the lines are not touching each other and not stacked. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually really difficult because when you get close, they kind of like yes. suck up to each other and touch. Yeah. So to try and lay down these lines so they didn't do that was really difficult. And then they didn't understand that oh, no. I'd done that intentionally and thought that I just <laughs> hadn't been very good at laying down my lines properly. But I'd done purposefully, I'd done a really yeah. nicely piped border. So I'd done like a three, two, one on the border and stacked the, dropped the lines dead on top of each other to show that I could do it. Yeah. But um, they didn't really get that. It went over their head. The thing I've learned from that is you need to explain your design. 
yeah. you need to explain your references because all the judges will know everything about the techniques in the sugar craft that they're judging. They won't know everything about your references or your influences. Yeah. And they can't possibly know everything about it. Like if you've got yeah. someone who's never done sewing, they're not going to know what it looks like. Same as mm. if you're referencing a festival or if you're referencing <laughs> some an artist. Like if they haven't seen that artist, they're yeah. not going to know whether it whether what you've done is just poor technique or actually very well copied. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of need to explain your references and what you've done. So had I done that, I would have done a lot better on this. Does the BSG give you space to be able to do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, every competition will. You can put a little bit of paper, A4 maximum, like, you know, like a little notebook page ideally, and just write a little bit about this is what influenced my design or this is what is inspired by it or these are the flowers I've used or like stick pictures on of your references because they probably haven't got titles. Certainly in 2013, they wouldn't have been able to Google them as they're judging. Yeah, I think a lot has changed in competitions over the years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But a lot of other people did that. And that was my feedback was like, if you're doing something quite niche, you need to explain it because we don't know what it is you're doing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I got a bronze for that. I've got good shine on the run-out dress and neat pico edge on the bunting. The coating on the board looks opaque, which suggests too much water in the mix. Piping quite uneven and done with a little more care would achieve an done with a little more care to achieve an even unbroken line would have been very effective. That was a bit I struggled to do. I struggled to make it very uneven. <laughs> um Pieces over the edge of the board are very vulnerable to breakage. So I had some of my bunting pieces came out over the edge of the board. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other one says, a pretty cake top for a 21st, well-coated board. Take care to drop your line work with the tube well above the icing to get more even lines. And see if your icing for an even consistency. Work on your piping skills. You show promise. Okay. So, yeah. 2015, I've got three. So I've got two BSG ones. Okay, you. Yeah. Which was a in May, which is a floral wedding bouquet for a gothic wedding. I think you've seen that. I've taken that one to Dems quite a few times because I still got that. Ooh. And oh, another knife spray. <laughs> Do you know what? A knife spray I tend to enter because it's small. Yeah, it doesn't take so. So long. you don't have to make an awful lot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that was why a knife spray was my thing. Um, the gothic wedding bouquet. I got a silver. And the knife spray, I've got silver as well. Oh, well done. Are these both BSG ones? Yes. Yes. And then I'm not going to bother reading new comments cards for everything because we've read quite a few of them. Then in the same year, I entered Cake International at the NEC. Mm-hmm. And I did a celebration cake for a special occasion. Yeah. Which was my mixed media cake. And I got a gold. Oh, well done. That was my first gold ever. And I came second as well. So oh, cool. I got the gold and I got a money prize and had to go to the prize giving. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Got £50, which was very nice. Ooh. I spent it at the show on one of those. Oh, <laughs> Didn't even make it home. Um, no, I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what? It was something that I'd wanted for ages and actually I should have just not bought it because I still haven't used it and it's been oh, no. six years. One of those really pretty Mossler milk glass stands. Oh, yes. I've got a black one. So it's a black pedestal glass stand and yeah. I bought it at the show because it was reduced from about £100 to 50 And I was like, oh, if I'm ever going to get one, it's going to be now. Yeah. 
it's free money, yeah. so I might as well have the cake stand as Get my prize. Yeah. yeah. So um, I bought that, and it's still in a box under my bed. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> because I don't make because it was the fifty pound size. I think it's like an eight inch one. Okay. I don't really make tiered cakes that are on eight inch boards. <laughs> Any cake that's been big enough to be like suitable to put on a pedestal, as in not a novelty yeah. cake, has yeah. been far bigger than that cake stand would ever <laughs> look good with. So I don't know what I was thinking. Should have just kept the money. But <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed spending it, even if I haven't actually used the thing. But yeah, so this one, I thought quite carefully about this. So to me, Cake International, there's lots and lots and lots of really good sculpted cakes and people and mm-hmm. models. And I think if you're entering those categories, then you're going to struggle to get anywhere. So you're better off entering one of the smaller categories that doesn't go on for tables and tables and tables. Yeah. Where there's less entries. So I went for the single, it was a, it was a single tier celebration cake because there's not many people that do them. Yeah. So that was my mixed media one. Um, I'd seen mm-hmm. some wrapping paper and paper chase that I really loved. Mm-hmm. And did um, something based on that. And it was kind of painting and stamping and stenciling and florals and all sorts. I'll put, I'll put a picture up of it. I really liked it. And I got some really good comments on it from the judges. But they only do verbal comments. And a lot they were sort of, we really liked the innovation. We really liked the how unusual it was, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I was really pleased with that. Cool. That's, that's the key, I think. The unusual. Yeah. Yes, yeah. definitely. To try and do something that no one else has done before and they haven't seen before. Yeah. That's the best that I've done, really. And then in 2016, I entered Squire's Kitchen, which was another floral one. Big, bright and bold sugar flowers. And I got a highly commended for that. Cool. And then in 2017, I did a pastelage card at for the BSG Region 8 again. Mm-hmm. And that I got a golden trophy for. So oh, I got a gold and I sort of won the category. So I was really pleased with that one. That was the one that I really liked. I think pastelage cards tend to be quite old-fashioned and stage, really. It's sort of yeah. florals and lace. And I was like, that's not me. I'm <laughs> I'm not florals and lace and chintz. No. So I did a fairground. Oh, no, the, the theme was the fairground. So I did a circus-themed one. So I kind of went down the, like, Victorian circus route and did okay, her yeah. stripy big top style card. It was a card with a hole cut out of it but it had stripes in it like a circus tent and I had stamps and little wafer paper tickets. Oh, cool. I'd stenciled inside of it. I'd pressure piped a girl in a hoop and had her in the centre of... It wasn't a hole. It was it was going to be a hole and she was going to be moving, but then that was too difficult to do. So it just ended up being a gap in the stripes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And put her in that and some other little pressure piped bits and piped things like roll up, roll up. I really liked it. I was very happy with that. And I was very pleased to get hold of it. Oh, cool. But again, they didn't understand everything that I'd put in it. So part of the comments I got for that were like, oh, we really liked your writing that you did on the inside. It was very intricate. I was like, oh, it was a stencil. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, oh, well, maybe if you'd known exactly how I'd done that, I wouldn't have done quite as well as I did because you thought my writing was exquisite. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Go with it. Go with it. (laughs) Yeah. It was one of the it was one of the evil cake genius stencils. Okay. That, um the mesh stencils. So yeah. it looks like it's written it doesn't actually look like it's stenciled. So yeah. to be fair to them, you'd have to be very close up. Yeah. And it was in the fold of the card, so you couldn't really get that close to it. No, okay. But yeah, I'll I'll put a picture up of that one as well. Oh fantastic. What about you, Sam? What have you entered? 
well I haven't done quite as many as you <laughs> and I didn't start entering competitions until about 2015-16 okay and did my first cake international because I think actually it takes you quite a long time to build up the confidence to decide that you're going yeah, to do it definitely. and I just jumped in at the deep end um, and I think kind of back then there wasn't as many people entering no um, I agree so when I entered, um, I entered the three or more tiers wedding cake, wedding cake of three yeah. or more tiers. It took me ages to come up with the concept and what to do. And I do think looking back, I don't know about you, but I look back and I got a bronze for it, which I was okay. really, really pleased about because I'd never entered a competition before. Um, but looking back on it, I think if it was entered now... I'll get nothing. Yeah. The difference in standard has raised so much. I did it based on a chest of drawers. Okay. So I designed the the base. It was a wooden base which had doorknobs, handles, you know, doorknobs as the feet of the mm. base. And then each tier was uh, was drawers. So I'd uh, I'd done each of the the knobs which I then coated in isomalt. So I painted them and then coated them in ice malt so they looked glassy. And I did a gold design and a cherry blossom kind of design that went okay. all the way up the front. Had a couple of birds on there and I made two heart cages out of royal icing and then hung hmm. a little heart inside it. Um, so I had one of those on the top and one of those second tier up. And and the inspiration actually came from uh, Chester Drawers in John Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd airbrushed all the outside. But the thing is, what I didn't do, and this just shows me now what a difference, I airbrushed it with different browns and stuff. But there's no yeah. wood markings on it, you know. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So now it just wouldn't have got anywhere. And the corners yeah. weren't sharp as I would expect to a cabinet to be yeah just being so critical <laughs> do you know but it's stuff that you'd expect now isn't it yeah yeah so, so I'd made all of the uh all of the panels for the drawer fronts mm. and I think I used um I used a brooch mold for you know you know where the the handles attached to the yeah. drawers so yeah. there was all kind of like Victorian-y type um design okay and I really I, I did I loved it at the time but um, but yeah, like now, if you look back on it, is it not aged well? <laughs> it's, it's not. Do you know, I'd love to redo it as I would see it now. Yeah, you know. But I doubt I ever will. I don't suppose time will ever, <laughs> ever allow that to happen. So I did. I did that, and then it, there was a there was quite a long time between. When I say that, no, actually, I did enter. Um, a BSG event I think it was 2017 would that sound about right okay um, yeah that was one of the region eight events yeah I did two cakes in that entered the charity cake mm. because at the time at the shop we were supporting a charity but that's a public vote yeah which obviously is very difficult because if you've got a charity that is really well known and Close to people's hearts. Yeah, I think it's as much voting voting for the charity as it is for it the is. cake with a lot of people. Yes, yeah, yeah. So mine came second in that, but you know that was down to the public, and it was mm. for um, for a charity called Sudep, 
Um, which I remember is that. About epilepsy. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really quite pleased with that because I did a, a like a gelatine bubble. So I did a, a hand. So their logo was a hand mm. with a person on the hand and it was in a, in a bubble. Yeah. So I made the hand and I put a person and then I did a gelatine bubble over the top. Um, mm. So I, I was quite pleased with that. And I also did, now this this is kind of, well, we'll go on to talk about <laughs> entering, you know, if you're going to mm. do it. I did a three-tier cake. It was a rainbow cake. And I'd, I'd obviously gone through a bit of a phase doing gelatine. Um, yeah. I wanted to do a gelatine kind of rainbow going up this cake. Ooh. And I'd also attached to the top a pastelage piece and I made a watering can. So the watering can was tilted, so it was pouring out the rainbow, which then wound down the cake. Okay. Which is all very good until, the I think it was the day before. This is what not to do. The day mm-hmm. before. And then I go and re-have a look at the uh, schedule. And it says, not more than 16 inches high or something like that. Yeah. And, and I put a measure up. I oh. Guess <laughs> 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 <Yes>, what? <laughs> Yeah, always read the schedule before yeah. and after. <laughs> <laughs> that was my learning curve. So I then had to remove the watering can, the bit that actually made it understood, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So I had to remove that. So I, I still entered it. And because uh, why did you not just remove a tear and keep the watering can? Because the whole of the gelatine was already. Oh, was it all attached? Stuck. And I'd and I'd done it. There were tiny little. Um, circle so I'd cut I cut them all out like with a hole punch mm. it wasn't particularly technical Erica it was <laughs> I just fancied doing it okay. so I go and do it it was time consuming yeah I put a lot of time into it and attaching all the dots in the right colors in the you know but they're already going up the cake so to remove it okay it wouldn't have flowed yeah so so I removed the top bit which I think was the bit that Aww. actually made it understood uh, so yeah, that didn't really uh, come anywhere. <laughs> in that, funnily enough, uh, but I wasn't surprised. Yeah, but I kind of like think, well, I've paid for this. I'm gonna just put it in anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I did in, I think it was 2018. I did a floral headpiece for Cake International. Mm. I really enjoyed making that. It was like on a headband. It was like a wedding headdress. Yeah. Um, where I've made like lisianthus and, and some roses. I think I saw and, that. And bits and bobs. Yeah. Well, what you didn't see <laughs> was about, so, you know, you make everything and you make spares, yeah. et cetera. And then about two, three days before, I was just taping it up and it fell out of my hand <laughs> <laughs> onto the table mm. and the whole middle section broke. Oh, no. <laughs> So what you should do when you're taping together, which I've seen Carolyn do quite a lot of times, yeah. is do it on foam, over foam, or put a towel on the table, like double up, yes. put a big bath towel down, fold it up, yes. and tape over that. <laughs> yes, yeah, I learnt that. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, all of the flowers that I had made that I really love, obviously, you know, you preferred the good ones, you preferred have flowers were now shattered across the table. Uh, so I had to put all the spares in. So I wasn't quite as happy. And um, I got highly commended for it, which I suppose at the end of the day wasn't too bad. Um, I think the thing that they picked me up on was my taping, but then I was working at taping the centre section, oh, you know, yeah. over and in. I was trying to work it in. Yeah. Uh, so that 
it didn't go quite as planned, but highly commended for that. I was happy. Um, and then the following year, which I think we decided was 20, that could be 2019. Hang on, what year were we in lockdown? When we, 20. I can't remember anything. Year before so, lockdown was 19. 19. So that's when I entered my Glastonbury piece, um, which was, I mean, it was, it was big. Mm. Um, I think it was an 18, I think it was 18 inch board. And I, again, I think it was a wild I want to say it was bigger than 18 inch. I want to say 24, because I remember you texting me the size of the oh, board. Yes, it and could I was be, like, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How no, are you going to get right, that through the right. door? 24. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good job. I've got a, I've got a VW Sharan, so the banks <laughs> go down. And yeah, you're right. It was, it was mammoth. So I spent ages practicing these pieces of pastelage because I wanted to make the pyramid tent. Mm. And as soon as you start rolling out pastelage, it just starts to dry really quickly. Yeah. So I had so many breakages. And because I had to put it on something because you're moving the sheet from one place. You just you haven't got enough room just to keep it where you've rolled mm. it. This is the thing that made me laugh. As I had a smooth side, which was the top side that I'd rolled out. Yeah. And then on the flip side, because I'd, I'd rolled it out onto greaseproof paper... There was like a crinkled side. Mm. So I opted for the crinkled side because I thought, oh, it's a tent. You know, it wasn't perfectly smooth. I wanted to have yeah. a bit of texture. And that was one of the things that the judges didn't like. Um, <laughs> this was at Cake International, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Cake International. I thought, if you'd look on the inside, it was really smooth. <laughs> I, just chose, <laughs> I just chose to have the crinkled side oh. on the outside. But there you go. Um I really enjoyed it. I didn't get anything for it, but I really enjoyed oh. making it. I made a um, a stage. And I think the thing that they didn't like was the figures that I'd made. Yeah. So obviously at a festival, hundreds of people. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, to sit and make individual people. And they weren't very big. Mm. I mean, they were, weren't any more than two or three inches tall. Yeah. I, and I, I did honestly didn't have the time because obviously I was at a shop, so I was doing this in between yeah. bits. So I found this great kind of uh, way of doing it, which was kind of like a Lego type. <laughs> <laughs> I had two pieces rolled together, two different colours, and one was going to be the top, and one was going to be the. I think it should. I think it should get something for ingenuity. <laughs> <laughs> they do look like Lego people, really. Yeah. Which wasn't quite what they wanted, but I made the whole band and I made a, I made a drum kit and 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 because it was all so tiny, um, and I also uh, wired up lights round it as well. Mm. <laughs> I had a remote control, and every time I went past, I just hit the remote control and <laughs> made the lights go off. I mean, it got a lot of attention from people. Mm. I saw a lot of people looking at it and commenting, and you know, liked it. Yeah, uh, but the judges didn't. That's okay. Aww. That's okay. And um, I think that's where I'd got to, really. Okay. Yeah, that's my, um, that's my lot. I know we've both done some group competitions as well. A bit like collaborations that you get at Cake International, yeah. one of the things that BSG does at their shows, which I really enjoy, is their branch table competitions. So there'll be a theme and each branch makes a table of work, a bit like you'd have with a collaboration. And the idea is to showcase as many skills and as many different skill levels as possible. So it's not about picking your best members. It's about mm. all of your members having their best work on display, whether they're a beginner or whether they're advanced. And it's kind of the composition of your table and how it's all put together. And because it's a group project, it's not one piece per person. There might be three or four people working on a piece together. So I quite enjoy that, yeah. working with people on a piece. Yeah, I've done quite a few of them. And 
they're really rewarding it's really interesting and nice to see other people's work and if you've got a problem like oh how do I do this and I really enjoy it and it's also really exciting to see everybody else's entries more so I think than entering an individual competition I think because you've all been working together on it as a project with people that you know and that you see for so long and you've worked on your interpretation of the theme to see everybody else's is really quite special yeah no totally agree with that totally agree with that I think one of the probably the hardest things in that is everyone seeing the vision yeah so the last one that we had the theme was essence of India and then within that you could decide how to interpret that as a branch yeah did love that did love that that actually for me I think that's one of the best pieces that I've made was for that table I think a lot of my branch table pieces have been far better like I've done um I think there was children's books one time we did Toad of Toad Hall there's been Art Deco as a theme they're black red and white which we did as 50s and 60s music and fashion and did all I made a black Dr Martin's boot I loved that (laughs) past the last one I think some of my best pieces and the ones that I've enjoyed the most have been for branch tables funny isn't it Mm. yeah but then obviously no one knows who's made them apart from you because it's just entered (laughs) as a group so (laughs) yeah yeah we we had a brilliant um, really enjoyed our our black and black white and red wasn't it theme um yeah I think I my contribution was um making the the walls and I made a staircase. So, so our theme was we chose Dracula. Oh, okay. And I made this staircase that went up and there was a, like a balcony and it was two-sided. So we divided our table into ah. two. So we had the inside of Dracula's castle and then we had an outside yeah. um, where there was a, like a haunted gate and, um, you know, like a roadway up. And uh, I had a balcony that was outside overlooking and then it mm. would also be on the inside, mirrored on the inside, overlooking the yeah. the castle, the inside of the castle, uh, with with stairs coming down. It was loads of work, absolutely loads of work. Because yeah, I can imagine we, it would be loads of work because it's quite structural, isn't it? We had a polystyrene wall, but once you've built a, a balcony on one side, yeah, you can't lay it flat to work on the other side. <laughs> Which was a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but it was really rewarding. Um, I think we got we got silver yeah. for that one. Oh wow! And then we got gold for our essence of India, which was our first ever ever gold. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? When you get your first gold, it's like so yeah. exciting. But then equally, you're kind of slightly it freaked is. because you feel like you you know you want to get to that level again. Sand has been set now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it was really good. Really, really good. Mm. I think there's loads of things that you need to consider before starting that process of entering a competition, don't you? Yes. Number one, read the schedule very carefully because it will tell you exactly what you can and can't <laughs> put in and you need to comply by the size sizes <laughs> specified. I think there must be so many people who do that, you know, just once in their competition Mm. career and it's so sad 2019 cake international there was a piece um on a table and it was absolutely stunning absolutely stunning Mm. and it got a not to schedule next to it and and you think 
it, you can see it was in the wrong category completely. Yeah, it just means that they won't get no. an award, basically. You won't get judged. You may not get feedback. You may get unofficial feedback. You won't get anything official because if it's not to schedule, then it can't be part no. of the no. competition. Uh, so, yeah, definitely read, <laughs> read the schedule first. And make sure you enter the right one. By, you know, on purpose, because yes. I do know, I know people that have entered the wrong one by accident. Yeah, my, my lesson learned is always explain your work. So put a note with your piece explaining your references. If it's got flowers on it, write the specific, what's the word? Model, make, breed. <laughs> <laughs> the specific type of flower that you're making. Oh, yeah. Species, yeah. that's it. Write, write the species of flower that you've made so that if they want to look it up and reference it they can if you've referenced someone in popular culture or if it's something that it would be helpful to put a picture of them put a picture with it so they can see how accurately you've represented yeah. that and also when you enter make sure you read the whole criteria so if it says that you can only use a certain size board and it's got to be a certain height yeah. <laughs> then, then make sure yeah. you're within that and whether you can use internal supports or ribbon or where your ribbon can go because sometimes it can only be round the yeah. board and not round the cake yeah um, yeah whether you can use stamens and wires if you are you know if you want to add flowers if it's not yeah. a floral design yeah and also to show off as many skills as possible so whilst commercially it might be best to use molds and that sort of thing you want to do as much as possible by hand and you want to get as many different skills as possible done well on that piece because that's what's going to get you the most marks yeah Yeah. I think it's all in the planning yeah I know certainly for BSG they've got a um a competition guidelines and it will tell you exactly where the points are awarded for each category and I don't know if it's been taken out or if it's still in the current one but it will tell you common faults as well and every competitor starts with full marks and then points are taken off when things are wrong or when they're missing so if you've got lots that's wrong you'll lose lots of marks but also equally if you haven't shown many skills then there's not that much they can judge you on yeah I remember seeing a really, really brilliant piece at Cake International a couple of years ago by Becky Jenkins, who's in the BSG, and she did a really beautiful, it was a Christmas um, bauble box with four baubles in it, and they were painted, and it was just ingenious, the amount of skill she'd managed to get, because she'd modelled these four... Um, these four baubles, she'd painted designs on them, she'd made the box out of pastelage, she'd made the cellophane out of, um, like, a sort of flexible gelatin. Stunning. Yeah, she'd done wafer paper that she'd crinkled to make the little bits of, like, paper packaging that surround the baubles to keep them tidy. It was beautiful, and it didn't look like she'd tried to get loads of skills Mm. in it, but when you looked at it, she'd crammed in so much. I I can't think of a skill which she didn't use and didn't do well. It was fantastic. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, And uh, going off from that, if you are going to use a new technique that you've not done before or something that you're yeah. not as confident in, practice it before you do it on the actual piece. Definitely. I would say that you do need to be creative and you do need to... Sometimes it's really good to have a look at past competitions to see what the kind of expectations are in the category that you you know, you know want to go for. But they really want you to try and think outside the box mm. when you're planning it. Think about how you're going to travel yes. when Erica freaks on <laughs> my 24-inch board. But I know that, well, my biggest thing was whether it would actually go through the door of the shop to get it out. But yeah. that was fine. That was fine. And, and I've got a big boot to my car. But can you transport it okay? And how are you going to transport it? Because I, I find 
kind of the whole excitement of the day. And especially when you turn up, everybody's buzzing and the adrenaline is going and you've got to try and find a space on a table, which is chock-a-block full of other people. Mm. You've got to find that space. You need that piece of calm where you're going to put the pieces on that you want or, heaven forbid, you've got to repair something. You know, always make sure you've got a repair kit with you. And just try and have that little piece of calm. And that's really hard. Yeah. Um, And then you've got to walk it from the table (laughs) all the way round to the exhibition itself and find your and find where it's gonna go. Yeah. So I think there's there's quite a lot. The whole adrenaline thing um is something that, you know, you need to try and keep in check a little bit. There are some upcoming competitions if you feel like entering. So Cake International have got a show which is allegedly at the NEC in Birmingham from the 25th to the 27th of June this year. Mm. Um, <laughs> tickets from £7. It says competition schedule, watch this space. So they haven't released it yet, which is unusual. Mm. But I'm guessing it's coming soon because it's only a few months away, isn't it? Um, the Shieldcraft Guild Region 8 have got a online day of demonstrations which has got a competition schedule. So this is the competition schedule that I'm running the competition. Um, we've got a children's division, which is an outer space cake top with three different age categories. Um, the adults division, we've got a, a novice airbrush category and then an open string work cake and foliage spray. So I'm considering entering the string work cake because you don't have to take it anywhere. What's the criteria for the novice one, Erica? Do you know? says you may enter this competition if you first started airbrushing after the 8th of may 2019 right okay we were very clear on that (laughs) (laughs) we were debating how to phrase it's like no just put the date in it's the easiest way (laughs) two years before the date of the competition that's it right okay i'd say that i've been airbrushing longer but i wouldn't classify myself anything other than a novice (laughs) no i think that's where it's difficult with novice as well because quite often you try something and you don't do it again for years is that actually i did try it more than two years ago but I've only done it once in yeah. which case sorry it's well, like, too... I'm, kind of, I'm quite good at block colouring but yeah that's all online so you don't have to travel anything you just need to submit three photographs and entries of via Eventbrite okay what's it cost to uh, to enter the competition five pounds Bargain. yes oh maybe maybe <laughs> <laughs> and yep. my deadline for that is the 24th of April oh my god right okay Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the only two things that we've seen that are coming up. Like there's a couple of things that have just closed and there's things that are quite far away, but they're the most. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only one after that is the November NEC, isn't it? So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's quite good. And I would say that actually, if you, especially mm. if you're running a business and you enter a competition, it can be a really good free bit of marketing. Yeah. You get people taking photos. They're professional people taking photos and they're all uploaded online, um, you know, and then if you win something, you get into magazines and we all know how hard that is. If your business runs classes as well and you've got a piece that people want to learn how to make, then they're quite likely to want to get in touch to learn how to make that. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think it's worth thinking about from that point of view as well. Mm, Absolutely. Mm. Well, should we move on to our ones to watch? Shall we? Okay, then. (laughs) So our ones to watch this month, um, I think, Erica, you found someone that looks quite fabulous. 
Yes, I have got, the Instagram account is called Mimi Cafe Union. That's M-I-M-I-C-A-F-E-U-N-I-O-N, all one word. And this is the artist Sachko Winville. Um, she's a fondant figure creator and tutor and cake decorator. Uh, she has a love of cats as well. And she's based in Santa Monica in California. She does a lot of modeling. She does some TV work. She does, she sort of sells tutorials. She does really, really beautiful modeling. I think she's originally Japanese. I'm not 100%, but she sounds an awful lot like my friend Kyoko. So I'm assuming they're from the same place. <laughs> yeah, her models are very, very cute. Some of them have got that sort of manga look to them, but not all of them. Some of them look like little figurines that you might buy in a shop. There's an Alice in Wonderland one that's amazing. She's done one of Amanda Gorman who did the inauguration speech and it looks just like her. She's got some really lovely tutorials on modelling people. She's done an Irish dancers one for St. Patrick's Day, which looks really cute. But she also does lots of mini models and Baketopia on HBO Max. She's competing in episode 12 of that. It's quite exciting. She also has a YouTube channel and she's got an IGTV, um, kind of like a magazine series, basically, called Mimi Cafe Times, which she does every so often. And it's a bit of bit of sugar work. It's some competitions. It's a little bit of an update about what's going on. So that's quite fun to watch. And she's also got a number of, I think, really good like tutorials on there as well. They're kind of half time-lapse, half tutorial, but... They're not time-lapse, so you see everything really quickly. They're at the right speed, but cuts, you get the gist of it, rather than you see every sort of laborious last detail. And I really like the way that she does her tutorials like that, because there's lots of little captions, so you can see if you haven't got the sound on, you can understand what's going on. But they're very real, and they're in real time, so if she's done something and doesn't like it, She'll say so and won't do it again. She won't re-record it like, oh, I should have rolled this out. There's a cookie one and she's rolled it out and rolled it out straight onto the board. I was like, oh, I should have used parchment paper. It's all sticking. That sort of thing. <laughs> but it's, it's very, to me, it's very real because that's what it's like yeah. when I make stuff. And I quite yeah. like the fact that everything's not perfect, but the finished result is really perfect. She's done mm. a really cute, sweet zombie thing where she's modeled a zombie and then melted it in a frying pan. It looked pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what you should do with a zombie isn't it yeah but it just looks really good it looks really really good um so yeah her modeling is absolutely exceptional her her tutorials are really really good i absolutely love her work um yeah i think it's fabulous i love i love what she's made i'm just going i love those irish dancers yeah i think they're excellent aren't they yeah yeah and there's something i don't know why i've never seen anyone do them before no how bizarre yeah (laughs) How, how uh, someone from America is doing Irish dancers? <laughs> no one in Ireland. There's a lot of um, uh, Irish people in America, isn't there? A lot of them moved over. Yeah, there. but you think maybe you know you might yeah. get someone from Ireland creating them. Yeah, but they, you might. Uh, the, I really, really like them, and I'm too scared to tap on any of anything that's got a little arrow on it because in case I make a lot of noise, <laughs> <laughs> we know what happens. Sam starts playing. Yeah, I and know. We can't stop. <laughs> I've got an inability to work out how to stop these things. <laughs> yeah, but her models, but, the faces are just really, really lovely. Some of them are cartoony and some of them are realistic and they both look fantastic and they're really tiny. She's very good at tiny stuff. She is, she is. Yeah, they've got a lot of detail, haven't they? Mm. Love them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's Mimi Cafe Union, which is Sachko Winbeal. Mm. Very good. I shall be following. Yeah, who have you got, Sam? So I have got... Anna Astishkina. 
and she is Ashtakina Cakes, which is A-S-T-A-S-H-K-I-N-A Cakes, C-A-K-E-S. And she does the most fantastic uh, wafer paper um, flowers and ruffles and things. Um, she is based in Chicago. Sorry. <laughs> See, it's Sorry. usually me. <laughs> I didn't realise I had... I didn't realise I had my sound on. That's usually me. <laughs> Just getting me back. <laughs> so she is a cake artist um, and a creative mind be- behind Ashtakina Cakes based in Chicago, Illinois. She's an award-winning cake designer and sugar artist known for her elegant modern cakes featuring na- nature-inspired floral arrangements created in wafer paper and sugar paste. So she is an experienced tutor and demonstrator, and her cakes have been featured in magazines, TV commercials, and online publications worldwide. So she was born and raised in Russia and worked as a mechanical engineer. So that's a bit of a far cry Ooh. from um, wafer paper, but she she kind of moved into doing that when she went to um, America. Oh. I love, I've seen a lot of wafer paper flowers, particularly flowers um, that people do. Mm. And I just, they just haven't done anything for me. Mm. But I just look at these and think, oh, actually, this would inspire me to want to try and learn something in wafer paper. Yeah, she's um, got a really nice style, isn't she? Yeah, I mean, she's got, um, she's got online courses. So she does, uh, she does a classic rose workshop, and she does a wafer paper dahlia, dahlia, depends on how mm. you want to say it, a peony class, a David Austin rose class. And the one that I actually really like is the Ranuncular class. So they range from $65. The Ranuncular is 97 And she does an online one-to-one as well for 350 Oh, wow. Um, I just like the look of them. Yeah. Um, I think that what she actually produces just looks beautiful. And, yeah, there's one where she's got hold of the rose and she's kind of, like, scrunching it so it moves. It's almost as though you've bought... uh, not a foam one, but do you know what I mean? Like an artificial flower. Yeah, yeah. Because you can you can move You've them. You've got the movement um, in it, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely stunning. And I like the way she's put them onto, you know, she does things on the front of cakes and stuff as well with them. And the ruffles that she does, she's got some feathers here as well. And they just they just inspire me to, to want to do something out of wafer paper where I haven't been inspired with wafer paper before, not particularly, especially not florally. Mm. So if you go through her um, her page, you will find lots of lovely inspiration, I think. So, yeah, I would say go and check her out. So she's yeah. Astashkina Cakes. Lovely. And I'm just looking at Mimi Cafe Union, the website. And yeah. it does say that Sachiko, she grew up in Japan in the Ishikawa prefecture on the west coast of Japan. Ah, so you were right. Yeah, inspired by lots of great illustrators such as the Beatrix Potter ones and uh, lots of anime stuff as well. Came over to the USA to be a pastry chef. Oh, cool. And has been making cake toppers since then. So most of her work is cake and cupcake toppers. Cool. Yeah, Yeah. I I love them both. I think we've got some good ones. I think we do. Cool. Okay, well, that's it for this month. Thank you all for listening. Um, we'd love it if you'd leave us a five-star review anywhere. That would be nice. <laughs> we'll link. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've given up where now. <laughs> Just anywhere. 
We'll link the things we've mentioned in the show notes below. You can follow us on Instagram at the Sugarcraft Junkies, where we post pictures of everything that we're talking about and um, also mention our ones to watch as well. And we'll be back on the 12th of May when we're talking about embracing change. So we will see you then. Bye. Bye.